0: to the 92nd edition of On The Ball, the Norwich City podcast that knows all about turkeys, given the extended Christmas you've just had. I'm Michael Bailey. I cover the Canaries for the Athletic, and I hope this finds you safe and well for our first podcast of 2022. On the way, addictive viewing, one rash we're happy to see return, and how long do we give the bubble we will work through all that and more with our guests this fine 2022 evening they are norwich number wang chief at ncfc numbers also known as our very own steve sanders hello michael we have former norwich city head of content and program editor daniel brigham hello michael and my old mustard TV mucker and OTB's official random quizmaster generator, <laughs> Ryan Livermore. Evening, Michael. And there we go. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, everyone out there for joining us this fine Monday evening. Um, how are we, Steve? Happy New Year. I mean, Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year, Ryan. Happy New Year, Steve. Steve, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm very well. Yeah. Happy New Year to you as well, Michael. It feels, it feels a bit late, doesn't it? Yes, I mean now? But you know, I guess I guess it'd be wrong not to go. Is this is this the fourth year of uh, the On the Board podcast? Uh, did we start in no, 2019? Uh, twenty
0: So therefore, uh, <laughs> sort of uh,
1: tenuously saying, we're four years even... old.
0: Congrats, when did we start? <laughs> I know it's uh, number ninety two. I can't. I can't go by. I, I think we started
1: in twenty twenty. No, no. I think you're right. November twenty nineteen. November twenty nineteen. So there you go. This is the fourth official year God. of the On the Board podcast. Wow. which somehow it doesn't really work. But anyway, yes, I'm very well. Thanks. How are you?
0: <laughs> Amazing. i was just trying to get my head around the fact that I was at the Athletic only a few months before we started doing podcasts. But yeah, maybe that was right. Goodness knows. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, good. Glad you're well, Steve. Um, what was, what was your, the best thing that happened to you, ignoring all football, I'm throwing this out to all of you. You've got to answer What? It. We're all about the positive positivity. The best thing that happened to you in since we were last on a podcast, Steve.
1: Uh I got some chocolate coins for Christmas. That was it, they That's were a, really nice.
0: That's Solid. good. I, I did. I, I cracked open a bottle of Bailey's. That's my yeah. if anyone was wondering.
1: Nice. Do you do you drink Bailey's at Christmas because your name is Michael Bailey or do you like Bailey's? I mean,
0: I, I think it's I don't think I could separate it from the enjoyment I get in the fact that it carries my name not you know, literally just the same name um and whenever i spell my name i have to say as in the drink uh, i don't know why because most people can spell bailey really um i, say as I in I, the I KFC like...
1: guy you know that's that's where I go. works it works yeah. Steve. please move on to someone else yeah quick, quick. um yeah. i do like bailey's
0: as well maybe they'll send me a bottle dan what was the best thing that happened to you over christmas new year
2: I'd say my discover uh, discovering stolen for the first time. 39 <gasps> years old, so my 39th Christmas, and I've never had stolen before until this year. And oh. I can't get enough of it now. Well, well, I can literally get enough of it now because you can't get it anywhere again. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got to for pleasure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that disappears pretty quickly out of the shops, doesn't it? Uh, wow. I, I thought you were glowing, and now I know why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask an immediate question to Steve? Because was, I was just thinking it was nice to start the year with a win. Yeah, How many times have Norwich City started a year with a win? That could be a little task for you by the end of this show. <laughs> oh In, God. God. In your entire history yeah brilliant (laughs) 118 seasons
0: i'd rather i'd rather steve spoke on the podcast to be honest (laughs) um, i'll uh, I'll
1: be leaving now i'll I'll see you in about half an hour something like that maybe maybe we'll come back
0: to that one maybe next year uh, next year (laughs) next (laughs) Next week (laughs) or next year whenever whenever you get the answer, Steve. don't you worry um ryan welcome second pod appearance um uh, thank you very much it's always a delight to have you on you'll be having you on regularly absolutely are you well what was the best thing that
3: happened to you over your christmas oh well I found a quid at Sea Pauling on the floor. Wow! Yeah. We've
0: all had brilliant Christmas. I know. Tell me about it. I mean, chocolate—that's real money. I th- no, yeah. I
3: then spent it on the crane machines and won nothing. <gasps> but <laughs> but, but I've still found a so quid well. in the sand. Hey! Happy New Year,
0: guys! It, it, it gave you that moment of, of, of joy exactly Which, um, the
3: whole year hinged on that moment and now it's just downhill from there
0: i mean in in many ways you provided the perfect segue to what is uh, this week's <laughs> uh, our first of the year
2: headline act
0: Yes, in the words of Ryan, uh, the early highlight of the year and it's all downhill from here. Norwich City won in the FA Cup (laughs) at Charlton on on Saturday. I I mean, we are wrapping up quite a lot of football here because um, we haven't been on since Norwich lost um, at home to Aston Villa when they looked particularly off colour. a fair bit has happened since then, but we will start with what is probably the only real good bit, but the bit that happened most recently as well. So therefore it's freshest in our minds. And that was of course, Norwich's emphatic victory, one (laughs) nil over league one Charlton. Did you see the goal? They scored a goal. It's brilliant. It was like, you know, a goal. Uh, (laughs) I I, I did write a piece on the athletic where I tried to pick it apart and draw every sinew of positivity from it. Um, uh, I mean, could you give us some of those sinews of possibility of of, of hopefulness from, from that moment against Charlton, Steve? From that? Well,
1: uh, I, mean, I that haven't read your... anything
0: else. <laughs> it was no, literally
1: the goal. <laughs> was, that was that literally, I think the most positive, the best moment of the game before that point was, uh, I think Grant Hanley like barreling into Chris Gunter uh, as he was warming up from the side <laughs> of the pitch. That was literally the best point of the game before then. Um, yeah, I mean, a goal. Uh, we won. Um yeah, I don't think you can take that for granted at the moment. That's that's all good news, right? Um I think that first half was i mean, I haven't seen every game this season, so like I didn't see the Palace game when we were 3 0 down, um at half time. But I, I can't remember a worse first half than that for quite a while. they we've been spoiled on Farkball, but um that I mean it was that first forty five was it was I suppose it was all the more disappointed because there was a number of players there who you kind of thought here's their opportunity this is what they you know they can show that they're capable of uh particularly in mind that well we're probably going to be in the championship next season um but there was just nothing and then I suppose to spin a positive out of it um within maybe 10 minutes of coming on I think it took a little while in the second half as well but the three players that came on at halftime uh Williams and particularly Rashidza and Puki um, made an instant impact. Well, no, they didn't because I just said it took 10 minutes, but they made an <laughs> impact. Um, and it was, you know, it was kind of night and day from the rest that played. Um, and I suppose that kind, that does give a little bit of hope for the rest of the season in that you you look at those two, Rashica, Pukki, um, and think, well, maybe if they can add somebody else to that front three, you've maybe got a three there that could be an attacking force, for the rest of the season that's that's kind of as much as I've got to cling on to um but a win is a win and I don't think I don't think we should overlook the fact that they did get over the line because a lot of other Premier League teams didn't over the weekend so I mean it. Newcastle did Norwich a
0: right turn didn't they let's be honest <laughs> and and here's to you Wes Houlihan and, and Cambridge United um and you've preempted my question Steve which was actually going to be how I I was trying and I said this in my video um uh, after the game how how i can't remember the last time norwich were that bad in the first half and and when it would be because i mean this was against league one opposition so you're ruling out a lot of teams just given by the fact that they were playing mediocre third tier opposition so you're either picking out a cup performance or you know 2009 (laughs) 2009 10 um yeah, well, I mean, they yeah, it was it was goalless at halftime. So so there was that. I mean, the, the goal being scored as well, I'm not sure who the defender was, but the one on the line did do a good turn of, of sort of falling over just as Milok Rashica was about to hit it, which, which probably helped uh, as well. I mean, Dan is, I, I feel that with Milok Rashica, so he now has his first goal. Uh, so that's good. It was from a few yards and beat the defender. Uh, he had his first assist before that, which was a corner. Um, but there was some, influence he was imparting on the team before he got injured and in those sort of four weeks that he's been missing he's become uh the world beater that is the difference between survival and relegation <laughs> so where's where's the reality there because i mean it was nice to see someone be able to sort of support samu pookie in an actual counter-attack for starters
2: yeah well yeah players often get better in their absence don't they but i think it's true that he was probably our best attacking threat for the month before he got injured um, I think he sort of took a little while to get used to uh, Premier League football, um, but you can say he definitely had. He sort of come, he goes inside, comes, goes outside as well. He's got a decent shot on him. He's prepared to take shots as well. Uh, he looks pretty intelligent. He's got a turn of pace, and he he's hard to knock off the ball as well. So yeah, I mean, it was clear when Rashidra and Pukhi came on that they were the really the only two players on that pitch that were making. Charlton look like a league one side. No, no one else at that first half made Charlton look like a league one side. I mean, I suppose Hanley had a relatively decent game coming back from injury as well, but in an attacking side, you couldn't, you couldn't tell the difference between the two teams, but Huki and Rashid really kind of showed, showed their class when they came on. Um, And another sort of uh, positive to take from it was that it was nice to celebrate a goal without worrying that VAR would overturn it. Um, (laughs) Not that that's happened to us very often this season, (laughs) opportunities for that to happen. And also, the coverage that I was watching didn't have any commentary on, so I didn't have to spend 90 minutes listening to two people rightly slag off our performance. But I I do think, though, after um, kicking off the year with a win, players coming back from injury, our two biggest attacking threats playing well in the sort of 30 minutes they had means we can probably just about take a, take a positive away from uh from that game going into the rest of the season
0: thank goodness i'll take that um I, the, the thing it did strike me Ryan was that you know without Temu and, and Miller on the pitch uh, it it was pretty 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 awful um across the team <laughs> and I, it, I, should there be a sort of a, a deeper worry about what what the, the shape of the squad is kind of in long-term really in terms of the quality that was on show or is it, you know, are they still getting up to speed because they've been out and they've been a lot on and you know everyone had had Christmas. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> Maybe that's just us. No, no. Good, good question. Um, I've, I don't think that the preparation the last two or three weeks has obviously helped with COVID and the like, and you have got a lot of players who are getting back up to speed. Um, I do kind of think it's helped some of the players haven't been in the firing line as much, like Milot Rashica hasn't necessarily had to contend with the um, utter travesties that were Arsenal and Palace, for example. So coming is a a fresh impetus for him as well. Um, But I I honestly just think that, yeah, that first half was one of the worst I've seen for a while, to be honest. But... I think the fact that they can still grind something out despite that, and it's, 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 it's bad, but the fact that they can win despite something like that, I think should be a positive. And at this point, it was we were so, so bad over Christmas that I think anything positive you just cling on to. And I hate to sound really doom and gloom when I say that, but it was just so bad up until the 60th minute um, yesterday, really. And hopefully I- that's something they can build on.
0: I, th- I don't think there's any issue with embracing any of this because it's going to be a long few months so let's just take it let's do everything with a smile we'll be absolutely fine that's how I'm getting through this um, I mean there was a-, a tweet on the out of context Norwich account I think that's saw, which was a screen grab from a Charlton fan who basically said that no offense but Norwich looked like the worst Premier League team he'd ever seen see um, and then some comment about Josh Sargent which you can probably imagine
1: but the, the the comments from all the Norwich fans replying were just like instead of getting over there like, yeah fair enough yeah. It was, sounds about right to <laughs>
0: honest <laughs> this is the thing but we can't sugarcoat it can we the, the team scored eight premier league goals halfway through a season it's ridiculous because uh, yeah.
1: that that
2: Charlton fan who tweeted that then later tweeted saying that he couldn't quite believe that we're one win away from being seven <laughs> yeah. which kind of shows both sides of uh, where we're at we've been absolutely awful yet somehow we've still got a realis- re- relatively realistic chance of staying up if we can turn it around but which pret- is absurd yeah, we've been it is mostly upset. awful
0: I guess it helps that there are just four teams I I think now cut adrift. I, I don't think mm. there's going to be anyone else in the fight and we've got half the season to go um, and Newcastle can spend whatever they want. I mean, I, I don't care that they got knocked out, knocked out by Cambridge. They're still going to be more than capable of spending a few million quid and getting themselves out. Anyway, um, we, we've got to obviously touch on the, the prize of Norwich's success at Charlton, which is a trip to Wolves. <laughs> uh could, mm. could could i mean dan could you give me a noise that would sort of describe your feelings at the moment that uh norwich were uh, revealed as the last team in the hat <laughs> just one noise a yeah they
1: could I think be so. your new stings those those yes yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> headline
0: act oh. <laughs> um yeah it's a it's a, it a long western season to go
2: um so, well, I yeah, suppose Wolves, what I would exciting. say is it's a, you know if we lose to them, at least it's it's better than losing against Charlton, isn't it, in the FA Cup if yeah. we lose to the Wolves. Yeah, There's a positive for you. Right. Wow. <laughs> this is
0: gonna be good. We're gonna be really good at this, though. They're, they're looking for positive things. We're gonna be so good at this. This is it's, it's what it's all about this year. Um okay, so Wolves, that's exciting. Um I mean John Reddy will be in goal, I guess. There you go. Did he play on did he play yesterday? He did, he did play yesterday, and I think his son was in the squad. Yes, I think his,
1: was it? His, mm-hmm. How old is it? his son? Certainly,
0: young. I haven't double checked. He was certainly on the pitch in kit. I, I think <laughs> his son is fourteen, up. so I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm guessing his
2: was okay. son wasn't in the squad. Have you just Googled that, Steve? How do you know? No, his 14?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, I saw it on Twitter. So there we go. And this was something else. I mean, I, and I speak as a journalist who's you know I've done this job for however many years it is now it seems to feel like more more years when you have seasons like this um and you know you go into an f you go into a cup game and you're like well need a really really good chance to regain some momentum to do this to do that momentum and you know let's change the blubber whatever can anyone recall any side ever changing their league form with something positive in a cup game <laughs> because i can't i think the amount of times i've thought that it's a thing i can't, I can't
2: think of it That's i mean. That- us losing to Portsmouth when we got promoted the first time under uh, Daniel Farke. meant we could concentrate on the league when Sheffield United and Leeds United both went through.
0: Well, you so. see, that's getting knocked out. So what, <laughs> what we're saying is that the whole cliche of concentrating on the league is actually a thing. But the idea you could perform well in the cup and then all of a sudden it gives you momentum. Maybe this is going to be the one case. Maybe this will be the case. Yeah, I, I, await, I await yep. the results of that experiment. Um Okay, well, that's that's I think the FA Cup stuff done pretty much, um, unless uh, anyone wants to bring up anything in particular, although you might be able to do that in a bit because um, there's quite a few performances we haven't touched on. Obviously worth noting that Grant Hanley was back in the team, so that was good. Uh, was there anyone else who came back in? Uh, Tim Krull was in goal uh, mm-hmm. and potentially made a save at the end when he tipped it onto the bar or whether the guy just yeah, hit the bar. Yeah, I work out whether mm-hmm. they got a touch it or not. I, no, I'd I need to watch it back um, and then probably still wouldn't be able to tell. Um okay, well in that case we can just wrap up some of the Premier League action. Um I don't even know if I can remember the scores. Was it five nil against Arsenal?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who just got knocked out by Nottingham Forest. Um that was pretty that was a that was a desperate game. Uh, mm. I remember that being a very desperate game. I remember having the same feelings throughout the Crystal Palace game, where Norwich folded like a like a pack of pack of cards, deck of cards. Um obviously Billy Gilmore's um reaction from the supporters grabbed most of the column inches i even wrote some words on it myself which you can read if you if you if you don't want to be reminded of all that that's absolutely understandable so don't worry um billy has got an injury which was being scanned so he's not going to be available for the west ham game and i guess if they're scanning it, it could be a, a ligament injury that keeps him out for a little while so that would obviously be a shame. Uh, and then the Leicester game was postponed on New Year's Day, which was actually possibly one of the best things that happened to me over the course of the festive period because I took the day off, had it with my family, and it was lovely. Um, oh. And we and we then didn't do a podcast on that following Monday, did we? So it had quite a profound effect, that
1: Leicester game, I think. I think it was benefit for all of us, I think, not having to, to face that game on New Year's Day. <laughs>
0: I love that. Um, well, Norwich seem to be in a better place now as a squad, so that's one thing. And I think as we approach the end of this half time, um, and we try to maintain our, converse- uh, our concentration, <laughs> much like me with this link, um, I reckon we uh, go for a bit of this. <laughs> that's right it's pick that one out where our podders each get a window to bring up an issue that they're struggling to let go of Uh, if they lose themselves for more than 30 seconds uh, the buzzer sounds and it's time to let it go maybe or you could just keep going and we'll have a big old battle um that's the drill uh dan you were quite quite happy that you'd already come up with one um before we started recording so uh, i'm I'm keen for you to go first if you're happy to go first. Okay,
2: yeah. First time I've come up with one, so this isn't impromptu. Well, the movie's facing a much higher quality. I've though. done some research <laughs> as well, which research. I've written down. Yeah, oh, Wow, this is amazing. Uh, let's see if we can keep it to 30 seconds then. Off you go. Okay, so this is something we spoke about earlier in the week, Michael, which is how bad we are in the FA Cup. 30 years on from our last appearance in the FA Cup semi-finals when we, of course, lost to a team in a lower division than us. Um, <laughs> in that time, we've won only 18 matches, got to the quarterfinals only once, and the fifth round only three other times. And for a reminder, that only takes two wins to get to, the fifth round. We've lost to 21 different sides, lost to six sides twice and one side three times, lost to non-league Luton Town while the Premier League side, so thanks, Chris Houghton. Also <laughs> lost to Grimsby, Bury, Carlisle, Leighton Orient, Portsmouth when they a League One, Brentford when they were awful. Uh, twice on five more, <laughs> five or more seasons without a win in the FA Cup, beaten only fifteen teams, including Tamworth, Poulton Rovers, and Dagenham and Redbridge. <laughs> yes,
0: uh, you can only beat Sparrowth- what's in front of you.
2: But spare a thought for Coventry City, who we've beaten three times, which is a fifth of our FA Cup wins in thirty years. Um, wow! But <laughs> all of this has not stopped me putting a fiver on Norwich City to win the FA Cup this season, though.
0: Oh. <laughs> I've only been you that really, because we that were well over time. seconds. Surely, yeah. No, you were well over. Yeah. I was just enjoying the strategy, and plus, you put the research in, so I yeah, have didn't, a, top I didn't want to cut you cut you off. Who's the team that's knocked us out three times in oh, Monday? Uh,
1: Sheffield uh, Wednesday.
2: No, nothing embarrassing about this. To be West Ham. So. Uh, West Ham have Manchester... done us twice, as have Sheffield Wednesday. Manchester United, They're Chelsea. There we go, Ryan. Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, nice work. Good yeah.
0: shout. Nothing embarrassing about that. Thank, thank goodness. Another yeah. positive. We are yeah. we also
2: are one of the low. three times we got to the fifth round. We lost five nil to Everton. <laughs> to get knocked out. <laughs> <Wow.
1: laughs> Amazing.
0: Uh, uh, well, hey, one, one, one win at Wolves away. One win at Wolves away. From, uh, yeah. what,
1: in the last thirty years. Oh, oh no
0: no. Exactly. <laughs> from first,
2: okay. From what I'm declaring history. I'm also um, looking forward to absolutely. Steve after this podcast double checking everything I've just yeah. said to make sure. <laughs> <I> <laughs> by
1: by the way, to that to tweet that was our fourth win in the last six years uh, of the first of that year in terms of the calendar year. So oh, I hope that's something. Whoa! Oh, I hope
0: That's amazing.
1: (laughs) The spreadsheet's always handy, Michael. It's it's always there. It never leaves you.
0: I thought you were quiet. Well, in that case, Steve, you can go next.
1: Okay. Am I starting now? Go Um, for it. I'll start now. Um, Yeah. I don't don't want to bring the mood down because I feel like this one's a little bit more serious, really. But um, there's been a few incidents over the last couple of weeks. We had had some racist abuse on Twitter. Um, I know there's been reports of homophobic abuse. Uh, Somebody who... Uh, is a friend of this podcast reported some sexist abuse and was kind of called out on social media by other Norwich City fans um it's kind of a little bit disappointing really it's not how i see our fan base and i know we're going through tough times at the moment um on the pitch but i, I kind of think it, i i don't know it that nothing you, that it's completely inexcusable and uh it's just kind of disappointing to see particularly when it, that's not the kind of club that i know that we are it's just it's a very small minority but you know, there's just no excuse for it, and just I think we kind of need to cut it out. That's all I can say on the matter, really. Well said. I'm not, I'm yeah, not well buzzing said. that at all. Well said, Steve. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I'm
0: glad you brought it up. Um, and that's you know that's why even if Norwich are losing a lot of games, we we will still laugh through it ourselves because you know you can be nice human beings. You don't have to take it out on 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 things and your prejudices and whichever. So yeah, well said. Let's hope that that mood changes because um. It's not exactly been a great few weeks, has it, <laughs> for Norwich City or the supporters and, and and the reputational
3: issues, shall we say, of individuals? Um, nicely done, Ryan. Fancy I don't bit know of it? how I follow that, to be honest, but I'll give it. I'll give it a go. My <laughs> point is no way near as uh, profound as, as Steve's. That's but... fine. I can, it means I can buzz you, so that's great. When, <laughs> when you're ready, yeah. go for it. Good, good. So I'm not a fan of this attitude of oh, it's only Charlton because. Throughout the years, how many times have we been that team who we've got a big draw at home and we've pushed that team all the way that I think of Chelsea a few years ago and going back over the years where we have been that team who have really put the sword to the the bigger team, as it were. And how many times have, have the big teams come unstuck in those situations? And given the utter dross of the last few weeks, I think showing that resilience against a team who... I think thought we were there for the taking um, is a, I think it's a more positive than negative thing for sure. Even if I love the childhood.
0: I know. I love it. And we'll definitely take it Too right. Ryan. Good stuff. Um, uh, yeah. And, and likewise, there were a few Charlton fans who were saying, Oh, you know, they dominated the game. I mean, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they were better in the first half, but they didn't do a much for most of the second half by their last chance. So, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be kind. It's all fine. Um, happy days. Well, I think we've, we've, we've sorted that one out. Um, I now like to sort of go through the list of things we're not going to talk about. Um, I, I suppose one of those was Ozan Kembacken, um, striding for, I mean, he, he's a curious player because he's, he's clearly got something about him. Yeah. I, I don't think he listens to any of his teammates and I'm not <laughs> entirely sure they listen to him. <laughs> so I just, mm. I, I, I can't work out if it's, if it's a good thing. On, I mean, it doesn't strike me as a particularly good thing, but
1: um, it's, it's not. It's not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know we've done the Arsenal game, but but he was at fault for that first Arsenal goal by when he could have just booted it. You tried to do something clever. You don't want your centre backs doing clever things, not when you're in our position. Um, Well, especially as he was like out on the on the right flank,
0: basically. So Mm. he he hideously out position. I mean, you say clever. He was just. I mean, he was simply trying to play a ball up the line, I think,
1: and couldn't manage it. But um, is is Gibson injured at the moment, or was he just not playing yesterday? I I have a feeling he didn't yesterday. Was he on the bench? He was on 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 the the bench.
0: bench. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling he'll start at West Ham, having not played on sunday but who knows i might be wrong maybe it's a it's maybe it's a grant and come fest from here on in okay. um i mentioned Gilmore's injury i did just want to say uh, i can see matthias norman is getting closer to uh coming back uh, i still don't think he'll be playing any premier league football before february um just to maybe make that point i might be wrong and um, maybe he'll make the wolves game which is the fa cup weekend at the very start of february i don't know um but I, I th- I've seen a lot of people getting very excited. I feel like, you know, we're probably not going to see Matthias for a few weeks yet, so don't get don't get too excited. <laughs> Cue him being back tomorrow or do I know, <laughs> all, all Wednesday, whatever it is. But uh, there we are. Um anything anyone else wanted to bring up of our little notes?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, just because you mentioned Norman and, and to go, I had a look because um, Dan mentioned the fact that Norman and Rashid are both on their way back on Twitter yesterday. And uh, the two of them have only, believe it, or not, only started five games together for us this season. And even in this dreadful, dreadful season, we've still, we've won two, drawn one and lost two, which doesn't sound amazing. But when you consider we've lost basically every game this season, you <laughs> wonder if you can get those two on the pitch together, albeit, you know, very different positions and what have you. But they are our two outstanding signings from the summer. So again, maybe I'm just clinging on to positives, but well, if 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 we can, then uh, we might start stringing some results together.
0: Seven points from five games—that
1: is yep. a—that is a survival record.
0: <laughs> that ratio will keep us. Up. <laughs> uh, uh, providing you don't, you know, lose your first eight games or ten games or whatever else. Um, I mean, I I did think, and I really like Jacob Sorensen as a player, but I I, I do rather feel like um. I would keep seeing when he plays in midfield, why he's not playing in midfield. But
1: mm. um, um, Can yeah. can I bring up a comment? As you've mentioned that, Michael, mm. from Simon Copperweek oh, yeah. uh, at eight ten 10 towards the top. Uh, so ha- <laughs> Happy new year, Michael, Steve et al. How are you all bearing in mind that Lungi Sorensen has a lack of pace in midfield. What would you think about swapping him positionally <laughs> with Ozan Kavak? Wow. I mean,
0: if, if Norwich were already relegated, uh, I think we should definitely do that because that will be entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. Um I I I I I can I I think I think um I think Jakob would I still think he works well as a centre back and especially on like the right of a three or um although I don't know, I I feel like I'd want to see him he's in the box defending a bit more to maybe judge. But in a three I think he can definitely do that. I um but I'm not sure about him as a midfielder for that kind of reason, especially at Premier League level. And I mm. thought that he looked a little bit short of it at championship level. I, I thought he looked better in, at left back, which probably was not what he would want to hear. But that was just my
2: view. What do you reckon, Dan? Well, c- central midfield is, tends to be where Kabak gives the ball away anyway, isn't it? Well, after he's <laughs> started on his runs 10 yards into it and he's dispossessed. So maybe if we start him in central midfield, at least we will be losing the ball a little bit higher up the pitch. He's a great carrier of the football <laughs> until <laughs> until the
0: end. But there we go.
2: I mean, would you seems to be always trying to replicate Johnny Hamilton's goal against Man City every time he plays?
0: <laughs> if you would. Seen do, it. Maybe one day he will. We've all tried yeah. to do that at the park. <laughs> where where would you play Ozanka back, Ryan?
3: I mean, I honestly don't know anymore. <laughs> 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 I mean, oh, I, I, yeah, oh, I think I, I, the, the jury's still out on him. Let's just, let's just say that much bless him
0: um right in that case i reckon we're we're nicely secure for a half-time sting so let's uh let's dip in for a bit of that which does uh, tee us in nicely to centerfold this week which i won't bother playing this thing we'll just talk about it but yeah centerfold it's january um which i hopefully hasn't escaped all, all of you which of course means happy new year but it but it also means transfer business one of my favorite times of the year apart from all the time when there's no transfer business um it, very exciting i mean uh, for, for norwich it is what it is which is kind of um generally ignored in the past if we're, if we're if we're honest um and when they've tried to do business in january it hasn't tended to do anything of particular note um we are 10 days into this january transfer window so far it's mostly been about loans um there was one today in fact actually rocky Bashiri has been loaned to hibernian that is with a view uh to hibs having an option to buy him if that goes well um so i'm sure Ben Kensel and Stuart Weber probably had a good chat discussing through that one, which is, which is a, a fun thing to imagine. And uh, it would be interesting to see how Rocky does because he has had a knee injury. Uh, but also, I would guess in you know the summer of 2019 when Norwich were spending you know seven figures almost on on uh, young talents to develop and one of them was a belgian under 21 international they probably would have hoped for a bit more than what rocky has done um in his loans whilst he's been away um what what do you make of the the loan situation at the moment steve because i mean you know norwich have, have brought in quite a few youngsters that you, you sort of would have hoped some of them would be making an impact i mean these loans seem to be mostly about servicing the squad rather than providing um First team players at the moment, maybe the exception being Bali Mumbo, who scored on his debut, by the way, for Peterborough. But
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think Mumbo is the exception, really, isn't it? I, like, I can't really think because we, it, it, and you know, it's it, it's a kind of a laudable um, approach, I suppose, to to bring in younger players in the hope that they'll develop. And we kind of need to do that with the way that we do our business and the way that the club's structured. And I'm sure also it's very hard to find these kind of bargains, but equally, we have signed a lot of them. And I can't think of anyone between the age of eighteen to twenty one who we've kind of got in that sort of I don't know, one a million pound or less kind of region that's really gone on and I may be forgetting someone really obvious here. Um since since Weber came in. Um and th- sorry, gone Dan um, Omar I, I
2: guess. It-
1: well, he would have been. He he was already with the club, so um,
0: he and he was recruited as a 16 year old, I think, from mm. Ireland. So slightly
1: different situation. But but I I, I suppose I I guess Roman Vertedeli is kind of on the cusp of what we're talking about. But like the, I suppose we have got this reputation of bringing through young players, but they they're sort of the players who have already been in the academy. So so that does leave you looking at the recruitment of the young players that we have signed um and i think it, it 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 can be questioned because not not you know a lot of clubs don't have any of those kind of young players but just the sheer volume of the ones we've signed who you'll then hear about a couple of years later they've released you think oh oh yeah oh yeah, them you know it's like um like melvin city was brought in; he was supposed to be the next teddy wasn't he and he's now he'd moved on <laughs> last summer um i think did William Hondemark, he he's turned out for Barnsley. You know, you just see these names crop up, and you think, oh yeah, play with us at one point. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know whether it's a concern. It's just you you kind of lose faith in the process after a while because you think, well, they're probably never going to make it. We're, we're gonna
0: we're gonna get exposed to a few next season, aren't we, in the championship? If that's how <laughs> it pans out, you can see it. You can see it now. Um, I mean, certainly, sort of three, four years under the same you know um, model, you would expect maybe some to get quite close to coming through and um, probably the last player I can think of where they went out on loan came back and then really excelled and again I might be wrong and maybe this is just me trying to get it into a, a segue uh, is probably Todd Cantwell um, which is arguably going to be the um, the the subject mm. of the, the coming weeks or, or whichever um, uh, I mean if you if, if you want to know how I see things at the moment <laughs> I was expecting Todd to be involved and to start at Charlton he then um didn't um which I guess was because uh well I was I was, I, it was suggested it was a knock initially and then Dean Smith went on and said it was illness so um but either way I think it was Todd who took himself out of contention to play mm-hmm. um there are a few clubs being linked I don't get the impression there's any hard and fast interest that's actually come through. Although I do think that he is on Newcastle's list by all accounts, from what it sounds like up, up in the north. But don't think they'd be spending fifteen million quid on him necessarily. Doesn't sound like Todd's going to sign a new contract. Although Norwich can take up their option for another twelve months if if um, if Todd's still here at the end of this transfer window. Um, do
1: you think he will be, Michael? If you had to put if you had to put money on it, do you
0: think he would be here at the end of January? I think it would be. I would be very well. Uh, I don't know. I can't reconcile <laughs> that because cause you need someone to want to buy him, and if they then sense that Norwich want to get rid, they're going to reduce the price. So that you know what cost do Norwich want to sell him, and how does that impact who they want to get in? You know, can Norwich not get someone in until Todd's gone? Can they still loan someone in?
3: beforehand uh, does that affect the value um is there sorry is there not a worry as well that someone can come in from abroad and basically get him on a free in now they can approach him in January can't they Ooh, to move in the summer
0: a, that is a good question i would guess that that is because Norwich have an option in their power, that's impossible. Mm. Because I okay. think that would usurp any agreement. It's a great question, though. I hadn't thought mm. about that. He's twenty-three as well, and so that is the cusp. I don't know if you have to be twenty-four to get that, or whether it's mm. twenty-three at the time, but twenty-four that year. I I, I don't know, um, and okay. thankfully I don't need to know because I think the option will will usurp it. <laughs> yeah. But that that is a good question, and obviously if Norwich do, ex, you know, they might have to reconcile the fact they might lose him for for no fee which has been suggested to me in the last hmm. i think even at the start of last season that you know you look at todd and the services provided rather than necessarily the fee he goes for at the end which i think is almost a justification of what might happen rather than a, a good scenario for to play out given norwich like to get their money in but i mean it does st- strike me dan as um well, I mean, just so far removed from what it was supposed to be. You know, Todd was supposed to be filling the hole left by Emmy and was supposed to be this player that had really kicked on from from from, yeah, there, uh, from the Championship and the Premier League seasons before.
2: There was a moment at the start, just before kickoff of the Villa game, where Emmy and Todd had quite a sort of touching embrace just before uh, the ref blew his whistle to start. And it was, and it just at the time it occurred to me, sort of how far how poles apart they're. Careers have gone. I mean, you know, Emmy's a better player. He's uh, more he's a more gifted player. But, but Emmy's kind of playing under Steven Gerrard at a team that are buying, you know, Coutinho or bringing him on on loan. And Todd's barely getting into the side. Bottom of the Premier League, who have won two games all season, and oh. and it's quite sad. I mean, I don't. I'm not necessarily. I'm, I don't think he's ever a sort of top he's ever going to be a top 10 Premier League player, but he should absolutely be doing a job for us. So, and I just kind of, and I'm saying this based on nothing, obviously, you know, I've heard or anything, but I just hope he's okay. Cause he's, he kind of looks like a bit of a shadow of the guy he was in the championship last season against Villa. He looked sort of haunted. He, he looked timid. He looked like the crowd are really getting to him. Um, and that's not the kind of confident player we came to expect to see last season. So I just, you know, I just hope he's okay.
0: I, I, I actually think that's a really good point, and something I'm I'm really conscious of, and something I have, you know, you speak to people about all sorts of various things. It's one of the things I've been asking because it's as you say, it looks like he's had the whole weight of the world in his shoulders. And I mean, you know, footballers aren't aren't. Well, this is a hard conversation to have because you end up sounding like you're speculating. So I don't, I'm not going to speculate because I don't know. It's just a genuine for concern for a human being. Anything any human being goes through. High profile people go through the same things. They're not immune mm-hmm. to it. They're, it doesn't matter what your situation is, what you are and how much you love what you do. Anyone can come up with, with and, and suffer anything. That was almost the, um, in, in quite a desperate situation with the coronavirus pandemic. It was a remarkable situation for the fact that everyone had to go through it regardless of what they were doing. Well, unless you're in the government, obviously. But so, it, you know, it's uh, yeah, I think that there's there's plenty there um, that, you know, is is private. And and it yeah. must be very difficult anyway as a high-profile person. Um, I have to say, I mean, it strikes me just getting back to a purely football setting on it. Um, I don't know how many clubs there are, uh, Steve, that, that would have the money to tempt Norwich, I, I guess, and, and be maybe willing to spell it, spend it, which I guess is why, to me, Newcastle's interest feels quite important. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see Leeds or Villa... I mean, Villa are just loaning in Coutinho. Yeah. They're not going to come along and buy Todd Cantwell. I mean, and these are teams that have been linked, but not necessarily where there's serious interest anyway. Um Whereas Newcastle, you know, what the hell,
1: hey? What's money? Yeah, well, we we know Newcastle definitely got enough money. Um, I think, I suppose there is the potential there with Cantwell. I mean, it's not exaggerating to say that we were sort of quoting, what, 25, 30 million for him in the summer? 100%. I mean, that's probably fair. So, um, and you think back to that time and think, God, we, we couldn't have afforded to lose him then. And obviously what's followed has been a huge disappointment um, for a myriad of reasons, as we've already mentioned. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the other way of looking at it is is going, well, here's a guy who last time was in the Premier League, uh, did really well in a side that didn't. So the, the, there is latent potential there and there's still plenty of time to exploit that. Um, but, yeah, I, I I, kind of I see where you're coming from, especially with the contract situation, like could probably get in for less in, in a year's time, potentially. So I don't know. It depends how low we're prepared to go to accept it, because I would assume that any incomings that we would have or that we'd spend any, any kind of money on in January would be reliant on Todd going. So it's, it's how desperate are we to to get that money in uh, and what kind of money would we accept for Todd in order to have some funds to spend? Who comes in? Who comes in? Uh, so, um,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm going by complete speculation here. This is in, this is me shedding any authority you think I have. I have no authority <laughs> in this situation. I um but if you you know if he if if Todd went to Newcastle, I thought obviously some people have suggested oh well Jacob Murphy can come back, um, which would be beautifully sentimental, or you know Dwight Gale get get him in, and I, I, my immediate thought was oh Dwight Gale he always scores goals. Norwich don't score any goals that would be great. And then I was thinking yeah, but would anyone give him any chances to um, <laughs> to score any goals? And then that made me think what do Norwich actually need? So say you know Todd goes, what do they need to Score more goals at this level, and I appreciate none of us are qualified
2: to answer this question. (laughs) Well, are you asking, looking for an answer? Yeah, it's what we've it's what we've needed for the last, well, this year and the last year we're in the Premier League, and you know this may sound a stretch for scoring more goals, but it's a proper defensive midfielder that allows us to control a match better and therefore control the game a little bit better, control the possession, play higher up the pitch, and create more chances. We've, we just simply don't have a defensive midfielder. We, obviously, we pursued Philip Billings, so we knew we wanted one. We pursued him quite hard by all Who, reports. I'm still not sure he's well, no, like we a, a defensive midfielder, but carry midfielder. on. <laughs> Matthias Norman isn't a defensive midfielder. No. He could be an excellent box-to-box. And the thing with a defensive midfielder, he would immediately free Norman up to be a box to box, it'd free Gilmore to play further up or Rupp to play further up as he should do, probably free up Lise Malou to get on the ball a bit more as well. It would immediately transform our midfield and then therefore our creativity. And it's a bit of a scandal that we've not brought in. I know we brought we brought in Amadou and that wasn't a success the last season under Farker in the Premier League as well. Um, what we really need is the Alex Tetty that Houghton brought in in 2012-13, um, who was an excellent defensive midfielder. And allowed, um, and would, and that kind of player in the current Norwich City team would allow them, I think, to be a bit more creative. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, uh, to be to be devil's advocate, though, and And then we could also bring in about three more wingers as well, and the couple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well,
0: what I was gonna, I was gonna leave it to Steve or or Ryan. I mean, that would still leave, say, uh, and I wouldn't want to pick on anyone in particular, but you know, certain forwards having to be the ones to take the chances.
1: yeah i mean i i i still think that that is what we're fundamentally lacking like i would agree with dan i i just think but but on the basis that we've needed one for like the last five or six windows and we haven't probably brought one in other than ollie skip online um it, i don't see it happening um so i guess like i mean the, the other thing is not only we not replace skip i, have, I have say this till i'm blue in the face but buendia as well like we haven't actually all the of all the wide players we've got none of them are natural on the right hand side other than I suppose you could say Josh Sargent, who is fundamentally a, a centre-forward. So, I mean, please, for the love of God, let's not sign someone like Dwight Gale, because because we do not need somebody, because <laughs> because Pookie is, is our centre-forward, right? And that will continue to be the case until the end of the season. So Gale is going to get minutes here and there, as far as I know, he doesn't play on the wing. But what they need, if we're talking about a player to come in and, start scoring goals you want somebody that's got the ability to do that from the right hand side and then you're looking at a front three of Puki, Rashita and one other if you keep them fit for the rest of the season maybe they could do something but obviously do I have the faith that we're going to recruit the right sort of player um not entirely but they must be out there they must be he must I, uh, be out there somewhere.
3: I was going to completely agree with that point from Steve as well because I think the recruitment in the summer was based around this sort of variation of 4-3-3 that Daniel Farker was going to play and that in itself just didn't work out and the recruitment was based around get basically getting two players of each each position for that um that setup and someone needs to come in who's going to completely shake up that right-hand side and and again offer something in in the middle as well because that things look pretty um pretty impotent going through there basically as well, I think. That's
0: the oh. word. <laughs> um well uh you know it's exciting that we still have 30, <laughs> no, 20, don't depress yourself, my god. Uh, 20 more days of the January transfer window to play out. Lots can happen between now and then. Um, and rest assured we will be commenting on all of it. And if I find anything out, I'll let you know, because that's my job. Um, so that's all good. Um Anyone worried about what other teams do during this window? Nope. Nope. Um,
3: yes. No. No. Yes. I'll be devil's advocate. Yes. Only because I think <laughs> I think there's only so many quality players you can buy if you have Newcastle's money and not see some reward from that.
2: I, think- I would say it's probably more Watford's ability to buy because at least their squad is better than Newcastle's already. If they add a bit of extra quality to it, then they could disappear into the distance. Leaving us with Newcastle and Burnley. That's my one worry. Oh, what a champion. I just don't think Newcastle can attract the kind. Well, I mean, Trippi is obviously an excellent player, but I don't think they're going to attract too many of that calibre. Which is why Cantwell feels like a good fit. Someone who could probably they could probably buy who they all know will be relatively happy in the Championship next season. That's what the kind of player they need at the moment, <laughs> isn't it? And that's quite hard mm-hmm. to find. Sounds Real
0: like, quality for sounds like the kind of players we've got. No, I'm not gonna say it. Um uh, by by the way, I mean Tamu Pukki is uh, is out of contract in the summer. Everyone seems to be totally relaxed about that situation. Um oh, I didn't say that. Accounts. I'm not relaxed. I think I think I think there might be an option. Um but yeah. Um Oh. I think there
2: might be an option. That's made me really sad. I Maybe
0: <laughs> uh, I, I now feel like I should uh, I should double check that, which I'm just going to do now. Uh, which you, you can't tell while you're,
2: while you're checking. I was just thinking uh, if, yes,
0: of- Norwich have an op. Norwich have an option. <laughs> Norwich have an option. <laughs> um, so I mean, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Norwich have done a lot of daft things recently, but I think um, not extending Timmy Bookie's <laughs> contract would be. We'll be right up there wouldn't it um so there we go right moving on then swiftly shall we to um our last section which of course is always this this is almost fantasy football yeah it's time to look ahead and paint the picture of what to expect over the coming seven days from norwich city they head to West Ham on Wednesday evening for that rearranged game from the 18th of December or whenever it was when um, Norwich's COVID and injury and illness issues all accumulated. Um, and then it's Everton at home on Saturday. Now, uh, I mean, West Ham are a really good side, although David Moyes, I think, is complaining about having a midweek game at the moment. So he's not best pleased. So that's good, I suppose. But uh, that's going to be pretty particularly tricky. Um Everton though, I think Norwich kind of owe Everton one, and Everton are rubbish, so maybe Norwich can do something in that (laughs) one. How we, how 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 confident are we feeling, Ryan? Are you? It's you know, what do you reckon? Just the four points, maybe.
3: Yeah, (laughs) just the. Do you you know what I? I I think now, I think now is the best time to play Everton. I really, really do, and I'm. I actually think three points for the next two games. I think Wednesday's going to be a bit. Yeah, I'm um, kind of throwing the worst for Wednesday, but Saturday, um, yeah, why not? Why not, eh? Why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm hoping we're in full-on um, complacency mode here now, Steve. You know, like West Ham, Norwich rocking up at West Ham. You know, they are going to be expecting, well, A, not to concede a goal and B, probably to score two or three. So, you know, you never know. Just get a quick goal ahead. Hang in there for 90 minutes. Job done. Ooh. Simple. I've made it sound so easy.
1: (laughs) I feel like, I feel like you could just, could we just like clip that and use that for every single one of the <laughs> of this section for the rest of the season you never know they might be complacent they think they'll win by two or three let's turn up there 90 minutes lovely jubbly uh i can't see any way that we can steve i've got to do
0: this for 19 more
1: games <laughs> well, that's right because two of them we've got two of them next week so that's that's two down already true um i think yeah i i can't I just can't see it on Wednesday. West Ham are really good. They, they're good. They're good from set pieces. They're physical. They're the kind of team that we don't like playing. I do think Saturday is the one, um, you know, we felt that way about Villa and it didn't go our way. I'm, I'm sure that we will be better in the next two games performance-wise than we have been over recent weeks. Just yes. because players are back, the COVID thing's not an issue, I would stick Rashid and Puki straight in. You know, I think they looked far sharp than anyone else has I've already said. So I think they've got to start with getting the semblance of the first eleven back. So I mean I think I think we can turn in a good display on Wednesday and it probably still wouldn't be enough. So I almost think let's not worry too much about that one. But Saturday feels big. Um midfield is actually a big issue when you think about it now. Norman's out. Give Gilmore's probably
0: going to be out. Lucas Rupert's had a I think a setback with his hamstring. So there's not many midfielders. I mean, there's me sort of questioning Jakob Sorensen earlier, but it might literally have to be him, Dan, and Kenny McLean and Pierre. And I don't know there's anyone else, is there?
2: Uh, no, there's usually someone we forget in midfield, isn't there? But, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, oh, back. <laughs> and I'm one of the <laughs> few people who, who seems to think that Rook should probably get in our starting 11 when whenever. No, I, I would. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I would. Been good, but... Um, but what I would say, I suppose, is with players coming back outside of midfield positions, this feels quite a big couple of weeks for dean smith not just obviously because we need to get as many points as possible but we'll find out whether the it was a manager's bouncer start or whether um or whether he actually had changed and improved the way we play because those games against Southampton, wolves in man united we were excellent we were we were good in them we obviously lost to man united should have beaten wolves comfortably um but they looked like we had a plan. We were playing higher up the pitch. We looked like the players looked like they knew they, what they were doing, which they certainly didn't in the um, end days of Daniel Farker. So is Dean Smith's Norwich? Is it the Norwich of those three games, or is it the Norwich of the Villa, Arsenal and Palace performances? And I think we'll find that out over the next few weeks. Um, personally, I think it is the performances of those first three games, because I think Dean Smith uh, and Craig Shakespeare are excellent coaches. Um, and you could see what they've done to that team. Um, and maybe you know it's it's a bit unfortunate that we've got very few midfielders that are fit but i do think once we've got a few players back and um we'll start to see that maybe you know we do just have that little bit of chance to to put a run together
0: see listen to that positivity <laughs> bubbling up <laughs> bubbling up um well,
1: just, uh, uh, Michael, just just a quick one on Everton as well. I noticed that last week they signed Nathan Patterson, the right-back from Rangers, and it just made me think that's one that I've kind of been earmarking for Max for a couple of years, thinking, oh, you know, Coleman's getting on, they could probably do with someone. It just felt like another door closing for him in terms of his Premier League aspirations. And I don't know whether to feel happy or sad about that, because as much as I'd like to keep him, I sort of feel like he he deserves better than the yo-yoing, Um but anyway, that's just a an observation. Really. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And um I wonder I
0: wonder how I wonder how other Premier League teams feel about Norwich's young players. Because you you look at what Jamal's done, it's not really much since leaving, but he is a re- regular for Northern Ireland, but he's not regular for Newcastle. Uh I mean they'll know all about Ben Godfrey I suppose I, and he, he sort of seems to be starting but not in his not as center back mm. um from what I can tell but I've not really been looking into it um and obviously then with Todd and yeah that was an interesting one because I was expecting Max's name to be
1: out there a bit more so far, this window yeah. and it hasn't really been linked anywhere yet, has it? So, and I guess the fact that Barley Mumba's been loaned out probably means that he's, he's going nowhere, which is certainly good news for the rest of the season. Um, and just as you mentioned, Ben Godfrey, a uh, quick shout out to Gary Field in the comments, who said that he was loaned out to Shrewsbury, had a very successful loan, 845. Um, and Great came shout out. Uh, and also, and certainly made the breakthrough the following season. And also, I know this is before the Farky years, but he was somebody that we bought. Uh, cheap from york wasn't it as he a, was yeah, indeed as an 18 year old as an 18 year old yes In um, sense, right. that's a great shout
0: um they exactly did i mean the curious thing i suppose is that he went out and as a and did incredibly well as a defensive midfielder and then <laughs> it, he was turned into a center back where he hadn't really played much Jakob um, Sorensen, but but that is exactly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i'm not having that conversation with ben uh, godfrey anymore so um that is a good shout gary well done. We 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 always forget one, which is probably should be our podcast mantra from here on in. Um right. And is there any more um questions that we had in the comments? Should we have a quick look about whether there was um anything in there? Let's have a let's have a uh, a look, he says. Um, um I haven't read this one. Ian But Bar- Ian Barron. Hello, Ian. Darlington fan we made bankrupt in 2011. We formed in 2012 to major four leagues. We're currently a fan-owned national. Number. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty good. So that's good. That, good. I, have they still got the amazingly big stadium?
1: Uh, I think they may have. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you can use that when you start up your Darlington podcast. Really? Yeah. That,
2: um, that yeah. same chap Ian says also said Diego Costa to Norwich as well because he's a free <laughs> agent now, isn't
1: he? <laughs> he is. Now that I would love
0: but you know what it's like you you see it pop up i think he's going to go to another brazilian side but you know you see these things pop up and you're like could he do a job this <laughs> is it just a nice nice thought to be to have isn't it adam um west ham will be a total embarrassment everton i'll go with a nil nil that is exactly the kind of stuff we need on here that's brilliant adam um james kidd uh, i think josh Sargent is not good enough for this league now the problem there james is you haven't stipulated which league um <laughs> or, uh, I, so feel, it, I
3: do feel bad for him man i yeah. really really do like he gets a lot of grief and i know he's not been great but it's, how is that going to help? Let's be honest. Like you, I think it's possible to acknowledge someone's been not that great and also try and not kick them while they're down really, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, blame the recruitment, not the player. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like we were so close to getting through a whole pod without, without some Josh Sargent <laughs> battering, but uh, well, didn't quite get there. Jake Williams says, are we going to talk about Ipswich losing
0: 2-0 to Barrow? Cause that did happen. I think probably since we were last on so um thank you jake we now have uh, i don't want to throw any stones though because you know before you know it we'll be hosting them at carrow road next season um uh so um and um there we, i think we're probably done for all the comments which yeah. is great lots, lots of mentions of ricky van wilswinkel i can't remember why this is the sort of thing you lose track of what it was but gary allen says ricky van wilswinkel could have been good if he hadn't been here under chris Hutton did okay after he left not not, norwich but uh on that suitably um reminiscent note i think we're probably done for this week's podcast um which is the 92nd edition of uh the of the pod and the beginning of 2022 for real um And that is it. I I mean, I want to start this link again because I've sort of gone in halfway (laughs) through it. So I'm going to say that is it for the 92nd edition and the beginning of 2022 for real here on On The Ball, the No City podcast that rarely refuses a sticky toffee pudding. I think you'll agree me doing the link to get that line in was entirely worth it. Uh, If you're yet to do so, make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. The pod is available free for everyone on your usual player. And we are now streaming the recording of the podcast live in video form on my social media channels just search for it i think you'll know how to search for it by now Uh, ratings and reviews whenever prompted are always hugely appreciated Uh, and if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals please do just send me a direct message on twitter the handle is at michael j bailey a big thank you to our guests this evening steve thank you so much lovely to be back
1: thank you michael it's lovely to be back yes you're right
0: hurrah
2: dan thank you happy new year thanks michael
0: happy new year Top class work. Ryan, top class work too. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, We'll be back next week for a fresh bout of Canaries capers in another On The Ball Norwich City podcast. I do realise I shouldn't laugh as I say that. Uh, Until then, never mind the danger. And we're clear. Happy New Year again, Steve, Dan, Ryan. Uh, all you Twitterers out there, welcome to Wit's End for the first time in 2022. They said it would never reach this landmark, probably, <laughs> whoever they are.
1: Yeah, sure they um,
0: did. I'm sure they did. I think we did, probably, at one point. Uh, if any of you have stumbled across this for the first time and are wondering what is going on and why the pod hasn't actually finished, although it sort of has, Then uh, listen to On The Ball podcast number 42, which went live on September the 8th, 2020. How Mm -hmm. long ago does that feel? Uh, It's all explained there. You can email this bonus part of the podcast directly, Twitterkers, Twitter, K-E-R-S at iCloud.com, or use the hashtag Twitterkers on Twitter. Just don't explain what it refers to because this is a secret club for only those who discover it. now uh tonight, uh, yes, I have not updated our puns from last year. Sorry about that. I've still got a few emails to get through because we had quite a few submitted. Um, maybe I'll do some of that on the, on the way. I haven't given up on them. they're <laughs> obviously just having a break, and then maybe they'll they'll um you know come back all the stronger. um I did sort of commandeer a tweet though that I saw today, which I quite liked, so I just decided I would flag it up um It's from Chris Sadler, he tweeted it it was a Norwich City Star Wars mashup. Um, which I quite like. So I'll just read through these if I uh, if I may. We've got a uh, episode four, uh, a new roop. Uh, was that a new hope, that one?
3: Yeah. okay. Yeah. It was, yes. I, I don't Star know
1: Star Wars. Wars. As Resident Star Wars
3: movie. man, that all that yes, um, that's correct. Okay, You're gonna good.
1: save us here, Ron, I think. A- episode <laughs> four, a
0: new roop. But it's roop. Uh, episode five, the Empire Strikes Quebec. Uh, episode 1 the phantom oh, jollis the... Uh, episode 3 no, not Aven- no you're no. Not, having, not having no it, no no the no, no, phantom not. dennis shraveni so, so that would be better right the phantom <laughs> dennis shraveni so i mean i'm surprised you were okay with a new rup but you had an issue with jollis um episode 3 revenge of the smith that's good i mean it doesn't i don't yeah. know which smith is it delia is, yeah. it, is, it, is it is it dean uh, and these are all starring c3 P O by Medelli. Uh, Han nice. Soto. Like that That's nice. Ha- Han Han Soto, um, who isn't playing for <laughs> yeah. Porto yet. I don't think. Okay, yeah. uh, Wesley
2: Doulahan uh, Soto, surely.
0: Uh, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Good one, yeah. thanks, Dan. Uh, Darth Eder. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, These no. oh, <laughs> were better when count. I was reading them in my head. <laughs> 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 Probably because of the last one, which is also and starring Obi Wan Sinani Um, well i'm glad we did that Uh, i mean i tell you what it makes us feel much better about our 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 own space and um astrological uh puns Um, you'll all be desperate for those next week now i can assure you (laughs) um so uh i think what we're actually the only thing we're really going to do in in wits end this week is a quiz isn't it
3: Ryan? that's why you're here Yes, it's the only reason not, I'm here. No, it's not why you're here. But it's a good uh, it's a good, definitely a good excuse. Well, this is my neck of the woods now, boys. You're in my court.
0: <laughs> we need I've had a the sting. The
3: hour of Imposter Syndrome, but now I feel like this is my territory. Okay, okay, so let
0: me let me just do it. Let me just do it. Shall I do a sting now or after you've introduced the name of the quiz? Oh, it's up to you. Okay. Uh, it's time for Ryan's quiz.
3: <sighs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> now There is. Nice. In. You're nice. In. This is a, a quiz I'm calling is he a footballer, is he? Because, yes, yes because, uh, that started, again, that sounded better in my head, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, so my lovely mother has no clue about football, and she also is probably the most Norfolk person on the planet. It's so what I did last <laughs> night. Mm-hmm. She did What's her name? Work. Her name's Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Uh, she's not she's watching. Not watching. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I showed her all twenty pictures of all 25 squad players, and I just said... Mum, describe these players. Oh, gosh. And right. you have to guess yeah. which player she's describing. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. I like this.
2: I like this. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's hope this doesn't get us in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've,
3: Oh, uh, yes, it won't. It won't. I promise Excellent. you. It won't. Um, <laughs> it won't. Fantastic. Or, or, or um, so, we just um, have and a reminder it... how it went for
2: me last time we did this when I couldn't name.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Reed Don't Norris worry. No Don't <laughs>
0: And Ian Peters, obviously, the Norwich legend. <laughs> um, and what, what I was going to say is if, if anyone still watching uh, wants to join in, then comment um, suggested answers because you might like, get there before
3: we do. <laughs> it's entirely yes. possible. Fantastic. Okay, are we ready? I'm going to try and read them like my mum would as well. So, all right here we go. Nice, easy one to start. Nice, easy one to start. Okay. I think you look like someone out of a group. Not take that. Like um, boy zone. It's Todd Cantwell. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Todd, right? Are we locking in Todd? Locking Todd. Yeah, easy yeah. one. To start with boys, <laughs>
2: it's
1: Todd Cantwell. Do
2: you reckon he'd rather be in zone or take that Todd Cantwell?
1: Um, uh carried e E17. Had yeah, no, he's not an E17. <laughs> no, I was thinking <laughs> no, right. One Direction, but
3: no, no. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I think it'd just be Bieber. I don't think he'd want the group. Yeah, Ooh, true. Anyway. going solo. Okay, ne- next one. <laughs> This is gold. I can't believe I'm doing this. Well. This is gold. <laughs> is comb over? That's all right. Is he hiding something? Has he got a bald patch?
0: Oh. Ooh. Okay, so we're going for comb, comb over.
2: over. Getting <laughs> <laughs> cruel. I,
0: cruel? I, I, I wonder if that's... has got a comb over.
2: Well. Mm. Kieran Dow? Yeah, that was what oh, I Oh, yes, Dow.
3: Because of how yeah. his hair is. Oh, yeah. we're looking in KD. Yeah. yep. It was Brandon Williams oh yeah
0: really oh yeah yeah come on debbie it's like
3: that
1: it? <laughs> oh, it, a, okay. a
0: fringe rather than a comb over maybe. yeah i know but hey listen I, it's,
3: just, it's just what she said i'm just don't hey, shoot the messenger man this is brilliant okay so I, right. um i've got uh, josh, more, josh
0: guessed worry. johnny house but uh i'm not sure which one it was for but there, just it up.
3: <laughs> okay now, again easy one for this one Ooh, I wouldn't shave my head if I was him. I think it'd look nicer with her. Could do with a comb over. Pookie? Yeah, yeah, come on. That's the only he's the only ball guy in
1: the squad, man. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Yeah. Boy.
3: Good shout, boys. Good
1: shout. <laughs> he could Good do shout. with a comb over, but but Williams looks like he's hiding something with his. <laughs> I don't yes. know whether Debbie's a fan or not. of the Listen, account. I hate
3: the game, not Debbie, See, <laughs> Oh, no, we love
0: Debbie. Thanks for going the effort. Adam got that one right, by the way. Nice. Um, Thank you, Adam, Jeff, for playing along. Jeff Lindell said Norman, which I'm guessing was for the boy band one.
3: Yes. Yeah, he's not a comb-over boy. He's definitely not over boy. boy. No, 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 He's
0: 17. He could be in,
3: definitely. <laughs> and, and to be honest, good shout, especially with his yeah. highlights. Totally, totally. So this next one is my favourite. He looks nice and sweet, a bit like a chipmunk. Actually, he looks a bit worried.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you who looks worried all of the time, and that's Max Aaron. I was going to say Max,
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, Uh,
3: I don't uh, think you'll get this one. No, please, lock your guesses in. So we're going for Max Aarons? Well, it's not, I can
0: tell from the... the Yes, I've I've given that away that (laughs) much, for sure. But... um, uh,
1: Looks like would look like a chip. I mean, what does a chipmunk look like big cheeks. <laughs> big cheeks. <laughs> Who's got big cheeks? I mean, Poeta looks sort of sad all of the time, but it doesn't really look like a chipmunk. So, uh, uh jo- Josh has just come in with Jar Jar Jilks, which I'm guessing is a Star Wars pun.
0: But you know, <laughs> we could throw him into the mix. Great work, Josh. This is good. I'm loving the interactive element of this. Um, um, I, you, uh, might, you might have
1: to give us it i can't
0: billy, oh, gilmore? billy gilmore yeah billy gilmore
3: you
1: will be surprised it was tim cruel <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
3: yeah I don't <laughs> ask why i didn't see it either but i was like yeah or oh, sergeant yeah see that's Mark, who i thought you were gonna guess
0: so he gets an honorary mention tom king went with gilmore which was the which was you
2: know the the nice. moral moral
3: victory I'd, i would say tim cruel's
2: um, default face is
3: probably angry rather than yeah something. yeah i think she was basing it off of Deranged. the official club photo where he looks a bit like he's been caught red-handed i think yeah,
0: <laughs> jeff <laughs> jeff went in with the sergeant as well yes, um, yeah um well i'll mention that to tim next time i see him where yes do he's please do been, <laughs> been look a like, a yeah. Yeah. like a worried <laughs> chipmunk tim i look like a worried chipmunk um I'm conscious that we can come and back and do this uh, a second round. Yes. So we should we do, do one, one more? more? Let's do one, one
3: more. more. Okay, let me, pick, let, me pick, let me pick a good one. Okay, here we go, everyone. One more. Right, here we go. Ooh, he was in the Peaky Blinders. He looked a bit like one of them dwarves from Lord of the Rings. Very stern. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love, I love the thinking. There's a crossover between Lord of the Rings and Peaky Blinders.
3: <laughs> so that's the one more time uh, when Marco's got his head in his hands. Ooh, he yeah. was in the Peaky Blinders. He looked okay. a bit like one of them dwarves from Lord of the Rings. Very stern.
0: Right. Uh, do do uh, dwarves have beards? I, I'm not sure it's a
1: conversation we should be having. <laughs> um, them, the dwarves are
2: generally
0: dwarves, bearded, yeah, okay.
1: dwarves have beards, right. Um, who looks stern? Jolliffe. So it's a dwarf wearing a flat cap. Uh, <laughs> yeah Jollis is a shout because he's
0: got you he's know, got a square that sort of square head yeah, with, yeah. with very short hair Hanley uh, Hanley's
1: got a square Ooh, head
2: Hanley's got a yeah I feel like just defaming oh, all the beards and the beards.
1: They? Beard. yeah I
0: would probably yeah so uh, here we go look we've got um, Tom King's gone Kenny McLean uh, Josh has gone Hanley Stephen's gone Hanley so they're the ones who wow. come in. So we, we've got a probably be... a bit of a bit of Hanley momentum would,
2: there. I'd say Dowell is the most Peaky Blinders, but hasn't got many dwarf elements in <laughs> <to> his
0: face. <laughs> who would be Peaky blind Peaky Blinderish? I can't. Uh. Uh.
2: I mean, you've Pierre Malou.
0: Pierre L'es-Malou? he's got a beard.
2: Um, I think we've said
3: everyone now. Haven't we? Yeah, I've I said
2: everyone.
0: Well, you'll yeah, we Jeff got to learn... Hanley as well, so I think the public are going
3: Hanley. You'll be surprised to learn the answer was Tim Kool again. No, it was Grant Hanley. It was Grant <laughs> Hanley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does the yeah, Peaky man. blinders come in? Just yeah. being, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know.
2: No, I want some like some look in his eye. I want some written written workings behind these.
1: Yeah, well, can, well, we, can um, we get Debbie on next week to justify? Yeah, so I'll do it live. <laughs> uh, Tom King. Tom
0: King threw in a late Rashika. Rajika did it did and uh Josh with a Williams. Um so I think we all agree we all won. We all won the yes, quiz. Ryan, fun. thank you no so much. A yeah, big round of no, applause, Ryan. For thank for, you for very much. Daddy, thank you. Doing a great thank work for the No,
3: interview. listen, that's what I do, boys.
0: Um and um we'll have either a continuation of that one or another quiz the next time you're on, Ryan, because you know, it's just yeah. too much fun. Why not, A? Eh? Why not? It did, a complete side issue, but Tom's mentioned there, I did try and work out how to write da 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 in a tweet. And I did put it in a tweet over the game on Sunday, but I don't know if I scanned it right. So, you know, maybe if anyone can fill in how you would write da-da-da-da-da-da-da
1: you posted it or
0: you put it yeah. and thought better of it. No, I did post it. I did post um, it. Um, Just left it there. And then I was like, will anyone know what that means? Cause I might've just got a bit of um, But anyway, I don't know why I've mentioned that. It's obviously I'm out of practice. Tom King, I'm hedging my bets here. Debbie sounds a right laugh.
3: Nice. Well said, Tom. Is she? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say no, am I? Let's be honest. It was just the silence.
0: Me. It was the silence. That it, I think. Um, <laughs> Right, and unless uh, anyone has any other business
2: that they wanted to bring up, uh, I meant to mention earlier where, where's Houlihan's hair? Did everyone anyone notice he's got a ponytail now? Oh yeah, Which, well, and all the all the clamour around, rightly around Cambridge breeding Newcastle, I, I was quite sad to see that Wes has gone down that route. At thirty nine mm. years, he's going to be forty <laughs> this year.
1: What a imagine? Man. What would what Debbie man. say about him, eh? Oh. Mind <laughs> boggles.
3: Boyzone. <I'm>, <laughs> <I thought laughs> it looks <laughs> like he should be in zone. I'll find out later and keep you posted.
0: Gorgeous man. Gorgeous man, that Wesley Hulam. Um, Well, I think that's the perfect note to end on. So in that case, um, thank you guys. We've already said goodbye once, so um, I'll leave it to a one, two, three, and we can all say goodbye. But it's been an absolute pleasure. I wouldn't have wanted anyone else on our first podcast of the year. So thank you for joining us. And um, we'll do it all again very soon. Um, But if we can all say goodbye on three, that would be lovely. So um, one, two, three. Bye. bye Bye. there we go and then i can just do that and then mute them all and we are done um remember if you want to get in touch with wits end you can do that by sending in a tweet with the hashtag #Twitterkers, or you can email us twitikers at icloud.com but until next time and until next week that's a rub.